Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. It's dark out, Kelly. It is. I We just had the, the daylight savings time, and we got an extra hour of sleep. Or, if you're intelligent, an extra hour of gaming time. <laughs> I have to optimize my gamer hours. Precisely. Normally, you know, if go if I go to bed precisely at one a.m., that means I got exactly sixty more minutes to game, <laughs> which is what I need. But you know, it's making us all sleepier. It gets us inside, which is yeah. good, so we can game more. Right. And, and it's, it's all about <laughs> the gaming. It's not like it makes us all sleepier or anything. <laughs> not like any of us have seasonal depression or anything no it's not like it's the most pointless thing in the world that <laughs> i can't grasp why it's still here is there a daylight yeah. savings lobby no but you know what i don't i feel like there's a time zone that doesn't do it there is i've been to it i went to phoenix in december oh, of so 2019 like, and i was like time then right yeah but they were or like that no they would have been on the same time as california so it should have been three hours behind us here on the, the East Coast. Or maybe it was two hours. Either way, they were one hour off from the rest of their time zone. Oh, it's just U.S. <laughs> it's just Arizona and Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I didn't realize it was just two states. Yeah, because I went there and I was very confused because I knew that they were three hours behind. And then I, you know, my plane landed and it was like two hours behind. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And it was yeah. nice. It prevented jet lag, but like, we should all do that. Time isn't real. Yeah, we don't need the gaming time. I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like a Twitter notes apology, like a notes app apology. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said some things on the show about um, uh, being excited for more gamer hours, and I deeply regret my statements. <laughs> um, I'm listening and learning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, look forward to that. That's gonna be coming out November twelfth of two thousand and twenty nine. <laughs> once I finally oh, wow. realize my mistake. Oh wow. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Yeah, that's what growth is all about. Yeah. Um growth is also about uh expanding your career and doing new things. <clears throat> um such as what Mr. Sakurai of Nintendo might do. Um, except he won't because <laughs> They are just going to make him keep making Smash games for life. I I know that he has said before the release of every Smash game that, like, this is my last one. Um, And he said that about this previous entry, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. He is now done with the game. They released the last DLC, and he's like, all right, I'm out. And he also released his final column in the uh, Famitsu magazine in Japan. He's very famous there for, for those columns. And he stated that right now he's not thinking about another Smash game, but he won't rule it out, which upsets me because I want the boy to rest. Um, but he also states that he can't really imagine that series going on without him, which I completely agree with. Yeah, that's a lot. He's been doing this a long time. Yeah. I mean, um. he's done this, what, five times? Five and a half if you count the 3DS version? Like... That's too many games of these like of this caliber for for one director to make psychologically. If he does it again. Whew. Yeah. Plus it kind of feels like Smash to me it feels like it's reached its apex. Oh yeah. Like I don't really know what more you can do with the game. Like the roster's so big it's hard to balance like as is. I mean, the so, only thing I could think of is if, like, the next console comes out and they're like, well, we need Smash. I feel like the easiest thing is just to, like, port this one over because this one's, like, so polished and balanced that, like, then the focus can just be on adding characters here and there. Or Yeah, or, like, stages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, other <laughs> things. Because I think if they put all of the development into just, like, adding, like, six or seven characters for another release, that that'd be plenty. And, like, that doesn't sound like a lot, right. but the game already has, like, 14 trillion f characters, so I think six would be fine. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, would... I hope he takes a break. Yeah. I think it's uh, well-earned. Because 
I'm sure he went straight from the last one into this one with development. And like, I don't know what the next Nintendo console's looking like. We might talk about that in a minute, but like, I don't know. I don't think that he should be thinking about the future right now. I think he should think about sleeping and playing video games and, you know, sleeping even more. (laughs) Just a lot of rest. (laughs) That's what Especially with daylight savings. Did they have that in Japan? I don't know. Well, let's. I know they have some weird stuff in like Australia that's like that daylight savings. Oh no, they don't change. Wow, it's just one time zone. Oh, that's crazy. The whole country is one time zone. Yeah, that's must be nice. That's really interesting. I mean, I guess it is a very vertical country, just one right. line. And it's not. Yeah, and it's not like. Yeah, it's not very wide. Just really long. Really, yeah. Well, good for them. Good for them. Wish it was me. Well, let's go. Let's take Kelly and Andrew on the road. <laughs> Kelly and Andrew go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. We will be going to Japan the same year that Nintendo will be releasing their next console, according to Nintendo, which is the year 2000XX. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for this new console to come out in the next 81 years. I feel like um, so they also said that they the Nintendo Switch reached just under 93 million sales. Ooh. And then they were like, and our next console is coming out someday. So it's a bit vague. But I feel like in Earthbound, it's like one year in 20XXX, or maybe it's 19, not XXX, XX. Maybe it's 19XX. But I think one of them is 20XX, so I thought that was funny. I think Mega Man X is 20XX. Because like the original Mega Mans were like 2000 and X. And then I think they mm-hmm. were like, wait, guys, that's going to happen like pretty soon. And they were like, okay, let's just give it like a 100-year a, a range instead of 10 years. But it's right. it has been like, there's a game called 20XX inspired by like a lot of those old games with that moniker like a Mega Man-esque game I don't know it's yes. kind of dumb it's like we knew they are making another console right why even confirm it in this fashion I know it's kind of silly but I feel like everybody feels like they have to like give information about everything now all the time we, uh, just to like create hype and stuff we gotta <laughs> but know Earthbound was 19 was 19xx when did that game came out 90 like 92 or something mm-hmm. like that yeah maybe but I guess it's. I mean, also... they were running out of years. That's if it was going to be in the 1990s. Uh, they only had like eight years to choose from. They could have uh, many of them. <laughs> I guess it's probably also like an alternate timeline of some sort. Yeah, because they're from Eagle Land. Yeah. Eagles, which is not the United States of America. Oh, it is Eagle Land. Eagles Land thing. Yes. Eagles Landing. Oh. We don't speak of that. Yeah. I don't know if we don't live there. Are we allowed to name drop where we once lived? I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna like list my address currently. So I might. I'm thinking about it. Anybody wants to come hang? All right, go ahead. Drop <laughs> it right now. Go ahead. Drop it. Um, it's 20XX Eagle <laughs> Land Nintendo Street. That JPEG. <laughs> I live inside a digital photo. Kelly is heavily compressed. I am I'm like <laughs> ten pixels for real. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so this is a good. This is a good bit. It's a little confusing, but yeah, people who aren't nerds won't get it. People who aren't nerds. Yeah. If you're listening Only to this show about and you don't know what a JPEG is, I'd really appreciate. Please tweet <laughs> at us. I'm curious who doesn't know about a JPEG. It's like, it's like Hank Hill and King of the Hill when he's like. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? (laughs) (laughs) I think Hank Hill would love this show. I think he needs to be a special guest. I think he just was. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you might be right. (laughs) It was convincing enough that I didn't know the difference. Wow, thank you. Yeah. That's a really nice vote of confidence for my uh, Hank Hill Halloween costume that I'm planning next year. I was going to say it's November 8th. Yeah. That's why I said next year. <laughs> you really plan I always plan in a... like the week after Halloween. Wow. That's commitment. Um, I know. 
Well, next year, maybe I'll, I'll go as uh, Dante from Devil May Cry. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a timely reference because the Devil May Cry animated series is on the way. We've known about this for a little while. It's made by Adi Shankar, who was uh, responsible for the Castlevania series on Netflix. He has confirmed that all of the scripts for the first season have been complete. It is eight episodes long, which checks out with his previous work. And they already have multiple seasons planned, focusing on Dante and Virgil. I have been waiting for the series quite a while. We've known about it a long time. Um, so I'm a little confused what's taking so long, but also, you know, I'll support it. Adi Shankar did a really incredible job with Castlevania. If he can bring another old game series like this forward in a really cool animated style, I am willing to wait. But I'm glad there's progress. Yeah. I feel like um, COVID probably slowed a lot of things down. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like produ- the production cycle. That's my theory, but I'm just saying that. I don't know if that's true. Well, yeah. And it's also unclear as to uh, whom this is for. Um, I would want to believe it's Netflix because it's Adi Shankar and because he said that this is in the same cinematic universe as the Castlevania series. Um, cause I'm assuming he wants to cross them over at least a little bit at some point. Interesting. That was like a part of the whole deal was like, he worked hard to get this show, uh, basically on his terms. And he's like, yes, I have this show and I'm allowed to cross it over with Castlevania, which is interesting. I don't know how they'll do it, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. I feel like those two universes could fit quite well together. Yeah. And like they did some work in the Castlevania series to basically set it up where they're like, yeah, we can do whatever we want to set this up for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some multiverse crap. And now they're making a sequel series to that Castlevania show. So we'll we'll see what they do. But I'm excited to know that they actually have some some concrete progress on this. Yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. So some things that I. I'm not looking forward to <laughs> um, Blizzard, classic Blizzard, announced that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have both been delayed. Not delayed like, oh, they're coming out at a later date. They're just they're just not coming out in 2022 anymore. So that's like next year. Just letting everybody know. So if you are really like, I need Overwatch 2 right now. Uh, sorry, it's going to be like two years before you can play it. Maybe even more. Yeah. With all the turnaround, all of the like um, illegal activities, all of the harassment, all of the abuse has really done a number on Blizzard because they just can't release anything in the next year or the next two years, I guess, depending on what 2023 looks like. So. I, you know, I said this from the jump. I feel like Overwatch 2 was always a PR move. Like, they announced it way too early just because they were dealing with some bad PR from... They, like, banned a player because he said something, like, pertaining to China. And Blizzard banned him from their tournaments. I think it was a Hearthstone player. So they were going through a lot of bad PR for that. So they announced Overwatch 2 to try and, like, overshadow the bad PR. This was probably back in like 2019. Yeah. Um, and now it seems again that they released it way too early or they like teased it way too early. And now it's like, who even cares, dude? You guys like suck. And it's 20, it's November, 2021. I don't care about it. I don't care about Overwatch 2. Fix Overwatch 1. You can't even do that. Fix your internal situation. You can't even do that. It's like, these, it's just like very incompetent management, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think you have to feel bad saying that. It's Blizzard. They're not good. They're terrible, terrible people, you know, in management at right. least. I'm not going to blame every employee, but I don't think that they deserve slack for this. I think it's crap that they announce this stuff so early just to like get fans excited so that they can hopefully forget all of the bad stuff that they've done. Yeah, very bad. Not good. Not good. Okay. Also, my like, my thing with Overwatch Two is like, who cares? 
Like, it's not even going to be that. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like Overwatch is not Team Fortress, right? Like, it's not on the same level. It's not as fun. And it's not as, like, well-tuned. So Team Fortress 2 obviously was something that fans wanted because it made the game more, like, accessible and more fun. Overwatch 2, it's kind of like... Well, considering that... You have proven... Well, you've proven that you can't balance the first game. So now what are you going to do? You're going to try and, like, start over with Overwatch 2 and, like, try and do better? If you can't balance an online competitive game, then get out of the scene, bro. It's not working for you, apparently. And they've also basically confirmed that it's going to be all but the same game. Like, right. without and any pe- actual changes, what is the purpose? Right. And they're like, oh, we're adding a we're adding a PvE mode. It's like, is it really that hard then? Like, I guess it really is. Um, I guess it really is like just all their internal issues really just making everything else fall apart. Yeah, and why don't they just add that? to the what they have now right exactly when it's a live service game like that no i don't think they should do this i know i know it's bad especially when it's a live service game that you have to pay for it's like exactly it should just keep going and they're like well overwatch 2 will be free to play and it's like well that's gonna make everything a hundred times worse yeah because because the the player base was already pretty toxic before, I mean, the play race was already pretty toxic before, and that was paid for when people had to pay like $60 to play the game. Now it's going to be free. You think that's going to make things better? I'm really doubtful of that. Well, that means but I'll I, be there, you know. and I am not toxic. So therefore, the game won't be toxic. That's true. I think you are the solution. Thank you. Just to be clear, I will not be playing this game, so <laughs> I will not solve the issue. Yeah, me neither. Oh, well. I used to play Overwatch a long time. Well, not a long time ago, but maybe like two or three years ago and back in 2016. And That's a long time ago. That's a really long time ago. I guess it was. It's like five years now. That's it was, a different, it, was, it was a different game back then. It really was. Yeah. Did you have a Netflix subscription back in 2016? I did. Do you have one now? I do. Wow. Do you have an Android device? I actually did it. I don't. I don't know. What was your original comment going to be? <laughs> I don't I don't even remember. That was very confusing. I was going to say something about Stranger Things because I loved Stranger Things when it first came out. Ah. Um, and that was in 2016, but it's kind of irrelevant to the conversation. Well, maybe it wouldn't be because now with your Netflix subscription, if you have an Android device, you can download the two Stranger Things games as well as three others. Whoa. This is the gaming service that they've been teasing. Um, I would really love to provide more insight on this because I have an Android device, but for the life of me, I cannot get it to function. (laughs) That's funny. It will not work. It will not appear how it should. So I'm reading this news to you with zero ability to personally corroborate that it works as advertised. So, uh, good for Netflix, I guess, but also yeah. considering the fact that it was supposed to come out November 3rd and I'm sitting here time of recording November 8th trying, and I've tried to make it work every single day and it has not. So that's unfortunate. I've given up. I don't care. I don't want the games that it has on the service. I was just going to try it for the purpose of this podcast. Right. But that's not a good sign no. for the game. If I couldn't get it to function on the first that, day it was supposed to be out. Yeah. And if you like still are like struggling with it, it's like, is it, dude, what, yeah, what is the point? <laughs> Why would I, I don't know. That's so silly. I'm sorry. I'm, that is so silly. I mean, you don't have to apologize to me. I didn't want it to begin with. I, know. I think it's going to be a just, daft service regardless. Well, the truth is I'm a really bad over apologizer. I apologize all the time for stuff that I don't need to. So, well, you know, do you, do you just... want me to teach you a trick? Sure, This yeah. is like a real-life tip that I've been doing personally. If I find myself over-apologizing, I try to th- stop and think, would a thank you make sense here? And I use that instead. Mm. And that's helped me. That's so, smart. That's some real-life advice. start using that. No relation to games. Busted. Bustin'? 
Never mind. I was going to quote the Ghostbusters song, but I feel like out of context, that would be inappropriate. Well, this is the context right now. Quote it. Okay, so this is the <laughs> so this is the part in the Ghostbusters song where he goes. There's like a big buildup. Yeah. And it's like and then it keeps going and then he's like Bustin makes me feel good like Ghostbustin's supposed to make him feel good but uh, it's like a because he says Bustin makes him feel good Ah. so anyway I'm gonna name my firstborn son Bustin <laughs> like instead of Justin uh huh and he's just gonna have to deal with that for the rest of his life that's great I'm enjoying that that's good. That's staying in. Thank you. I'm having a stream of consciousness moment. The 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 whole Bustin tangent is staying in. That's fine. I you know I think people will will I think uh uh I think it's important for people to know this information. Yeah. Is there anything else important to be known that doesn't relate to the Ghostbusters theme song? No. All right. Not at all. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, uh, we're just kidding. We're just yanking your chain, you guys. Uh, yanking your your uh, Elden Ring. I don't know. I don't know. That that didn't make sense. I'm going to. I'm going to. okay. Hang on. Not I'll your best work. I'm going to toss but... it back to you. You take over. Okay. So um, they released like a 15-minute preview, gameplay preview for Elden Ring last week. I want to say maybe Tuesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Thursday. But it was Thursday? Yes. Not last Thursday. Yes. So November 4th. Yes. 2021. Yes. Um, so they released a gameplay trailer. Not a trailer. It was a preview. So it was like 15 minutes of solid gameplay. They went over some like different aspects of the game, like the mount situation with the horse, which is kind of a new Dark Soul. Uh, I'm sorry. It's kind of a new thing in the From Software Soulsborne universe. Um. They also went over some like uh, uh, like online co-op play. Um, they went over like a few. They did like a boss battle or two. Uh, I did see I did see the crafting system looked very very similar to Breath of the Wild, which I noticed. Actually, a lot of things looked similar to Breath of the Wild, which I think is not unusual. I think a lot of open world exploration games are probably going to be like Breath of the Wild. Um, and there was also like a hint of a shrine maiden, which for those who have never played a Soulsborne game, in every one of those games, there's like a maiden and she helps you level up. She's the one who like takes in your souls or in Bloodborne's case, your blood echoes. And I think that's who she might be. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, you know, my thoughts on it, I thought it looked really good. I'm very, very excited to play it. Um, I have always been a fan of of from software games Miyazaki games so I am looking forward to playing this I think the new features introduced make it look more modern it make it makes the game look more like a new game which it is which is good not saying that Dark Souls 3 looked old but they didn't really introduce a whole lot um so I'm excited uh Andrew what were your thoughts on this preview um, extreme frustration because I specifically didn't want to want this game <laughs> because I have played quite a bit of Souls. I played Demon Souls when it came out on PS5 as well as when it was on PS3, a couple other Souls games, and I've enjoyed them, but like the formula doesn't fully click for me and I find the difficulty to be, um frustrating not because it is difficult but because i feel it didn't doesn't fully value my time mm. i do not mind hard boss battles at all none of the boss battles specifically in those games frustrated me what bothered me would be like the long walk back to the boss after i failed right and that's what would end up making me feel frustrated because there was no challenge in that two to three minute walk to the boss by the time i learned it but i had to do it every single time Right. But while this game is not adding an easy mode, which would have been my ultimate preference, it is adding a lot of mechanics that will function as easy mode. You can acquire summons 
which seemed to function a lot like just summoning like another real player to the game, <clears throat> except it's not a real player. It's just like an NPC that will do a bunch of attacks and help you. And it really seems like there's a lot of unlockables that make this game a lot more manageable, which makes sense. It's open world. Like you have to have stuff to find and it has to have legitimate gameplay value. So I think it's intelligent to have like the bosses be easy if you want them to be. And if you want a challenge, just don't get every single collectible. Yeah. It like gives me the vibe of like the new Metroid that I just played a few weeks ago because that final boss for me was excruci excruciatingly difficult because I chose to ignore or to not go back and get a bunch of collectibles. And like in that case, I enjoyed it. But with this kind of game, to avoid frustration, I probably would go all in exploring this open world. It's also absolutely stunning. Like yeah, I'm in disbelief. They did a really good job. Like no Dark Souls game has looked like particularly bad, but this game just looks. This looks like a truly uh, large leap for this franchise. Yeah. And I'm probably gonna play it now. You know, I went from like. Definite no to like maybe when they revealed the when they re-revealed it at Gamescom. No, at E3. Um and now it's like a definite. Oh yeah. Well E three it was like I mean before E three there was like nothing. It's just you know? that one meaningless cinematic teaser. Yeah. And E three was really like meaty, I felt like. So Yeah. But this gameplay I feel like with this gameplay trailer or preview I actually understand what this game is now. Yeah. Because, like, it, they said it was open world, but the, I don't think the last trailer really gave a, an idea of what that meant. And now I see it, and I'm like, this looks interesting and fun, and also like something that I would want to play. I think just the openness of it makes it a lot more appealing to me. Yeah. I agree. I want to see the big lady. Let's go find her. You know, I'm... I... I want to. Yeah. That's why you just said you did. <laughs> I, I think I meant to say, you know, I'm not kidding, but it just kind of like was me repeating myself. <laughs> but slower and like slower. as though I had misheard you, but I definitely <laughs> heard you correctly. Um, let's not dwell on it. Okay. Well, let's move on. That's the news oh. for this week, Kelly. But what have you played? So... <laughs> so I know <laughs> Halloween's over, okay? <laughs> but I have... Let me preface this by saying I watch streamers uh -huh. play video games on websites, wow. twitch.tv. Um, so I watch a lot of Dead by Daylight streams, which if you don't know, Dead by Daylight is like an asymmetrical P, the P game. So what it is is that it's you and three other um, survivors, they're called. And you're basically put into maps and you have to fix uh, five generators and do other little tasks to escape. And then there's one player who plays the killer and they are trying to hunt you down and get you uh, before you can escape. It's it's fairly like the concept is fairly simple. It becomes a lot more complicated with, you know, obviously perks and items and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I've been watching this streamer play it for a really long time and I was like, I really enjoyed watching him play and I was like, okay, I think it's my turn. I think it's my turn. <laughs> you earned this. I have game knowledge. So I bought it. It was on sale when I bought it. It was 10 bucks. Whoa. Um, and on Steam, on PC and I've been playing it. I played about 12 hours. Uh, it's quite a few, that's quite a few matches. I still feel like I'm very, very new to the game. Um, there's, I don't want to say it's a learning curve. I mean, there is a learning curve. I don't want to say it's a steep learning curve, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot to learn about the game. Yeah. Um, the thing that really drew me in was that I like, so the, the developer that makes Dead by Daylight, they're called Behavior. Um, they get all these like licenses and stuff to use characters from like classic horror. Um, like some of the killers include like Michael Myers, uh, Freddy. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I was about to say and almost, Jason, and I'm like, wait, no. I almost said, yeah, I almost said Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, which you guys idea. would have gotten what I meant, but um, no Jason, unfortunately. 
you know, he's perpetually trapped in a legal battle. But well, because there's um, there is a Dead by Daylight clone that is Friday yes. the Thirteenth, the game, right? Right. So he will well, never I, be in it almost ever. Right. Right. Um, but then that game ran into a bunch of issues because, like I said, Jason is perpetually trapped in like a legal battle, a custody battle. Um, you can also play as like the newest one. I think is Pinhead from. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Forgot the name of the movie. Um, and then there's also like Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, <gasps> which, you know, longtime friend of the show, Pyramid Head. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, no, our pal. <laughs> uh, so that's really cool. But they have also licensed like, well, we were talking about Stranger Things earlier, the Demogorgon. I actually think you cannot play, you cannot buy the Demogorgon anymore. Yeah. Um, as a killer. I think he's, they've been, all the Stranger Things characters have been removed from the store. But you can still, like, if you have them, you can still play them. Um, so, yeah, it's just really cool to see all these different locations and killers and even survivors. Like, you can play as, like, Laurie Strode and stuff and, um, you know, Ghostface. Ghostface? Oh, <laughs> that's the, my boo. the Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Scream one. Uh, that's my boo. I love Ghostface. He's my favorite. Um, not my favorite to play against. Because I like mainly play Survivor. Anyway, I feel like I'm really going off here. But the the point is the game is very fun. I'm having a really good time with it. It's a little different from normally what I do. I'm not usually an online game player. Um, really the only other one that I've done is like Overwatch. And uh, I think it's like pretty much just Overwatch. And that's, you know, PvP 6v6. So it's a little bit of a different experience. But I'm enjoying it. Um, I think there's some drama right now because they're trying to like make NFTs a thing in the game, mm. but the Steam store does not allow <clears throat> games with NFTs. They get banned. So I don't really know how that's going to happen, but uh, I don't know. I think there's been a lot of pushback against that too. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll end up not doing it. It's something like, it's something weird. It's like, it's something with um, Pinhead from Hellraiser. It's like, if you do something, you can get an NFT of Pinhead which I think is really stupid because I also don't think Pinhead even belongs. No, that's I mean, Pinhead, peculiar. Pinhead, yeah, so it's it's kind of a weird situation. I don't know that much about it, um, and I don't really uh, want to hold space in my brain for information about NFTs because I don't care and I don't like them. So I don't engage. But anyway, if it gets worse, you know, I might have to not play because... It would be too much, yeah. Yeah, it's also like I don't want to support this but yeah anyway otherwise been very fun and i don't begrudge the developers or the social media guy because <laughs> <laughs> i i know he was having a rough time with uh he's just trying to make response. money <laughs> uh so yeah um i've also been playing a little bit of the animal crossing update mm, how's that going um very fun i did not do the paid dlc because i'm you might say broke Oh, I would say frugal. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, but the update's really fun. I feel like it's very revitalizing. Um, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed seeing Cap'n back <gasps> because he's very cute, and Brewster, whom I love with all my heart. Um, so I would recommend anyone who bought Animal Crossing the month that came out, in March 2020 to maybe try and make a return to it and see how you feel because I'm enjoying the update. That's good to hear. I like the cooking too. The cooking's really fun. But I always like cooking in games. So. Well, this sounds like this update might be made for you then. Exactly. And coffee. Cooking and coffee. Do you think you might go in on the uh, the paid DLC at a later time? Yeah, for sure. I'm just I'm kind of trying to pinch pennies for a little while because I because the holidays are coming up. So. Right. Makes sense. Well, I'm but. looking forward to hearing your impressions of that, for sure. Thank you. Andrew, what have you been playing this week? So I played a lot this week. I played two games start to finish, and also finished another game I've talked about on the podcast before. So I'll start with that one. I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. I talked about this several weeks ago, and it took me that long to finish it. I'm playing it on PlayStation <laughs> 5, but it's also available on everything else, basically except switch um just quick impressions because i have talked about it before but now i finished it so i feel like i have a more full 
vision. Uh, it follows the formula of Yakuza pretty nicely, so if you've played any of the other games, you kind of know what you're getting into, but you definitely don't have to play any of the other ones. This is the first that has developed a new plot based on um, a whole new character. Uh, I feel like the story is very convoluted, and that is fantastic. Um, that's part of what makes these games charming, is tossing a ton of characters into the mix. They're all kind of goofy and connected in weird, unexpected ways, which allows for a lot of late-game twists that are way more satisfying than they have any right to be. And I'll forget most of it within a couple weeks because it's so much, but while I was playing, I gasped like every 45 seconds, and that was very fun. Uh, if you have played games previous to this one in the series, it brings in some plot elements and a few characters from the old games, um, which worried me a lot because they started coming in kind of late game, and I was like, oh, so you're just going to like shift the plot to focus on these old characters? It did not. They served the plot in a way that made sense in the universe, but they did not overtake or anything. They just served as background elements, essentially, and I really appreciated that as a longtime fan. It was nice to see these characters and stuff in action without them ruining the plot that was building up for several hours. Uh, it is turn-based, if you did not know that, so the previous entries were all action brawlers, and this one is a turn-based game. I like the mechanics enough. Um, they weren't perfect. This does feel a lot like a first foray into turn-based. It doesn't feel like this is... It doesn't feel like they've spent many years building this up. It feels like a first. But they did a good job. I hit a couple walls while I was playing that led to necessary grinding, which I don't like. I've never really enjoyed grinding very much. Uh, but there was basically only one noticeable wall, and it didn't ruin the game. It just kind of brought down that chapter that it took place in. And it was also extremely unexpected because there was a very natural curve for the whole game. And then all of a sudden, one boss was like 15 levels higher than me. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I got to go back. And then I spent like three hours grinding, which is frustrating. Um, but there's tons of side content. There's a business management sim built into it, which is really uh, has a lot of depth. And there's dozens of hours of content if that's what you want. Lots of side quests. All of them are pretty compellingly written and goofy and... There's some emotion packed in there. It took me 30 hours to finish this game, and I only did like a minimal amount of side, con side content. So that gives you an idea about how long that it would take if you just want to beeline it from uh, start of story to end of story. But if you wanted to fully experience this game, you could definitely get well over 100 hours. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you're new to the series, it is a fine place to jump in. I think it's still fun to go back and start from the very beginning, but, you know, there's seven games before this one. I wouldn't blame you if you just want to start with this one and, you know, enter the series in the most modern way. So, took me a long time to get here. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this, like, really early days of the show when I got it, and yeah. now I'm finally done. Well, when I saw it on the Google Doc, I was like... <gasps> finally <laughs> yeah because <laughs> well, other things just kept popping in and i was like i kept getting distracted from it but i finally buckled down and played through the last 15 hours nice um and another game i played today actually was super liminal this game came out last year it is a first person puzzle game if you've played a games like portal or a quantum conundrum, you'll be pretty familiar with the idea. Um, the concept of this game is that everything is, everything can change with your perspective. So let's just say right in front of you, there's an alarm clock and you pick it up and it looks small. And then you take a few steps back. It still looks small to you, but because of your perspective change, if you let go of it, it could be very large because your perspective changed and it is covering most of your viewpoint. So it, it can fill an entire room. So the goal of the game is to solve puzzles based on that mechanic. You can grow, shrink, manipulate objects all around the rooms and stuff. Um, it does a lot of interesting stuff late game to kind of build an interesting plot because this is all taking place within a an induced dream. And it does a lot of trippy stuff late in the game that was all very fun and interesting. Um, it's not very long. That was one of the things I was just like, I'm going to just start a game because I got my COVID vaccine booster today. 
get your shot, people. Um, and I was like, all right, I want to take it easy before the show. So I was just like, I'm just going to pop on a game so I don't have to think so much. And little did I know I was going to be finishing it before the episode. <laughs> I was not <laughs> planning on giving impressions, but I figured I finished it. Took me about 90 minutes, maybe two hours to finish. Um, at its price point, that might not be worth it, but I played this game on Xbox, so I got it for free through Game Pass. So I definitely think it was worth it. Um, just as a quick note, every game that we've talked about barring Animal Crossing, is on Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you could play Dead by Daylight, you could play Yakuza Like a Dragon, you could play Super Liminal, and you can play this last game that we're going to talk about, which is a fresh release called Unpacking. I didn't know about this game until this last week. I saw a trailer pop up in my YouTube feed, and then later saw it on Twitter being added to Game Pass, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll look into it since it's free for me. It is a pixel art isometric game. So you have like a locked perspective on a room and you open boxes and take items out and unpack. And that is it. So you are moving to new places and you have to just unpack boxes and put it in the room in a logical manner. You can't just put everything on the floor. You have to put things where they belong to some extent. Uh, I was not expecting to like this game, like not dislike it, but I didn't expect me like much from it. I really, really like the art style. It's simple, but really gorgeous. There are countless sound effects from what I saw online from, from some quick research, thousands of sound effects. So every like movement and placement of objects feels unique and very satisfying. The music is subtle. It's quiet, but it really fits. And it sometimes fades out and just lets you focus on what's in front of you. So fun. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, it provides a lot of options. So you, you can just place things in a bare minimum style, but you can also take a lot of time to make the room look really nice. Um, you know, kind of make it look livable because your character that you're playing as or working for, it's not 100% clear. They, they live here, so it does feel nice to take some extra time to make it look as nice as possible. Um, there's also achievements that you can seek out for, like, goofy things. I won't say any uh, many of them, but I'll say one of them is that I took the toaster out of the kitchen, took it to the bathroom, and set it in the bathtub. <laughs> and then I got a little achievement that was a little robot getting shocked. And it's just, just, like, little things like that. And they're not all dark. That one was just goofy and kind of messed up. Um, And then one thing that really took me by surprise was the story of this game because there's no forefront story it's just subtly hinting you into what's happening in this character's life because you're progressing through their moves so you start in a childhood bedroom and then you move up and you're uh in a college apartment and then you move up and all this stuff happens um and it gets emotional like this person is growing and even though you only see one sentence of theirs between rooms like between moves you feel like you're getting to know this person you're seeing the things that they have in their room and then the next room they have some more stuff and you see what they what they brought from their past place and what they left behind things that they kept from previous phases of their life like things that really stuck with them and that means a lot like it's surprisingly potent and it elevated this game way more than i could have anticipated it only took me about three or four hours to finish. Um, like I said, it's also available on Game Pass, but it's on everything. So if you want on PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, PC. Uh, and this is, I really couldn't have expected to be saying this when I started it. This is definitely one of my Game of the Year contenders now. Wow. I really, I can't understate how how much I loved this game. It was very much the surprise of this year so far. Wow. Awesome. I have to play it now. I recommend it. It looks really fun. I was I was looking at the Steam page while you were speaking. Yeah. And if you play it on like PC, you can use your mouse and keyboard. Um, and if you're playing it on Switch, you can use touchscreen. So there are like I played it with a controller and that wasn't the optimal way, but it's so well designed that they definitely avoided the frustrations that could come with this. I I really really recommend this game to anybody who's interested. It's special. 
it's really special. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, it was a really nice. That's a nice way to like, I don't know, wrap. Cause like, yeah, the news wasn't that great. Yeah, it just feels like you know there. I mean, there's always indie darlings every year, but there's something yeah. about like the fact that one of my favorite games this year, if not my favorite game this year, it's too early to tell for sure, is this little tiny indie game about opening boxes and putting stuff on shelves, essentially. Yeah. How do they do that? Well, it's quite, um, I feel like it's quite emotional. Like, uh, if you've ever moved, especially if you've moved out of, like, a childhood home, it is really, it's more emotional than you think it's going to be because you're really packing up all your life, your memory. That's your home, you know? Yeah. So, that's nice. I'm going to have to play it because it looks like my jam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My type of thing. I uh putting stuff in places. It's so satisfying. I'm really this studio, Witchbeam, is definitely mm -hmm. top of like they've only ever made one other game and it was just a let's see, how would you describe this? A tw manic twin stick shooter called Assault oh. Android Cactus. Oh wow. Um so they definitely uh, th this is this is a different approach than that for sure. Yeah. And I will be 100% looking into whatever they do in the future with bated breath. Yes. Well, that's another week in the books. In the books. Pack it up. Pack, pack it up. Pa pack. <laughs> pa pack it up. Pack, because we talked about Pac-Man. I get it. Oh, no, we talked about Mrs. Pac-Man. Oh, uh, oh, uh, we talked about Dead by Daylight featuring Pac-Man. <laughs> that would be the I scariest killer if they had Pac-Man and Dead by Daylight. It would be very scary. Just hearing like, waka, 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 <laughs> and just like, you, you just. It's inevitable. That'd be really scary. Just like running for your life. Yeah. And then like you start, <laughs> he gets one of the pellets and you just turn blue. Oh, honestly, they should do that for like, April Fools or something. That's really funny. Let's make it ourselves. Behavior? Hire me? Do it. I have some advice about this uh, NFT stuff. And I also think you should add Pac-Man in your game for April Fools. <laughs> Is your advice just going to be don't do it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty good advice. <laughs> it's probably the best advice they could be getting right now, honestly. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> My waveform is really funny. It's just like... Looks like Pac-Man probably, right? Looks exactly like Pac-Man. No. I wish it looked like Pac-Man. Yeah. He's kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, no, not... I didn't realize you meant like blush cute. I thought you meant like... <laughs> oh, cute. He's Is he trying to find a Mrs. Pac-Man? I'm pretty sure there is a Mrs. Pac-Man, but I could be wrong. I think there might be like a Mrs. Pac-Man who got like got her own game and stuff and is like pretty well known and stuff. Okay. But I could Actually, be wrong. I have an anecdote. Okay. When I was younger, I used to have this like, you know how um, they would do like demos like on discs and you would just like put oh, the yeah, disc in yeah. and play like a few different demos. So they had one and it was like old, old, like, I don't even know. It was, I played it on the PlayStation 1. Mm -hmm. That's how old this game was. And it was like Pac-Man demos. There was like Dig Dug, um, maybe like Space Invaders. I can't remember. But the demo was you played as Pac-Man and you like walked around and he had like a little house and Mrs. Pac-Man was there and he had a little dog and you could just like hang out in the house for a little while. But then you would go to the library and you could play all these old games. But it was so fun. And I remember like when, you know, when you're little and you play games and you kind of just like make up your own story. I'm like, yeah, Pac-Man's going home now. I'm having fun playing as Pac-Man going home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so like mundane, but it was like my favorite part of the game. Yeah. But. Anyway. And that's when your uh, your interest in Pac-Man started and your interest yeah, in becoming Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, it was love at first sight. Wow, that's incredible. That's so beautiful. That's my man. I Pause off. Okay, are you talking to me or the audience? Yeah, I'm talking to you. I Okay. I mean, I I saw that I saw that look in your eye. I was scratching my eye. It was itchy. Uh, I think it was it was uh I saw Pac-Man in your eye. That sounds terrifying. 
What if you just looked at my cornea and like there was like a pizza slice missing from it? That would be pretty scary. (laughs) That's one of the, that's spooky for sure. Yeah. Save it for next Halloween. Where I'm going to be spooky. I thought I already said I was going to be Dante from Devil May Cry. Now I got to be spooky Pac-Man. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. What? You should be spooky Pac-Man. Spooky Miss Pac-Man. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Hmm. All right. I forget what your costume was going to be. You already planned your costume for next year, right? Yeah, I also forgot. <laughs> what did we even talk about? Was there news this week? I don't know. I don't even know where I am right now. I don't either. That COVID vaccine's got microchips flowing through my veins right now. <laughs> uh, would well, I'm you just like really inclined to, to talk to... <laughs> about Bill Gates and the Microsoft products? I did talk uh... about Game Pass a lot today. You know what? That's true. I am a little suspicious now. I came home and I'm like, huh, got time before the podcast? Uh, Maybe I should play a Microsoft product real quick. (laughs) Hey, everybody, don't you enjoy this Microsoft product? Hey, everybody, go go get Game Pass. Hey, I didn't say anything about Game Pass before I got the vaccine. That's true. Granted, we didn't have a podcast before I got the vaccine, but Mm. correlation? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.